It is time for our weekly conversation with BYU team captain Connor Pay. What to make of the win over Arkansas? How is the experience going to SEC country? And obviously, Big 12 play on deck this week as BYU opens up at Kansas. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day, and thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash lockedoncollege or enter the promo code lockedoncollege for a free water bottle with any purchase. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, time to talk with BYU team captain and offensive lineman Connor Pay for his weekly conversation here on the podcast. Connor, how are you, sir? I am doing good. I am doing good. How are you? Uh, doing well. I- I'm guessing you're probably doing a little better than I am. You guys are 3-0 and and an absolutely thrilling <laughs> win on the road at Arkansas last week. So let's start there. Uh, overall thoughts coming off that big win? Oh, I mean, obviously it was great. Anytime, you know, you know, kind of like we talked about last week, being a team out West to go in, have the opportunity to go and play in SEC country, I think is, uh, you know, is a pretty special thing. And to be able to come out of there with a win, it was an awesome environment. Arkansas is a really good team. I have a lot of respect for them. But, you know, just to be able to kind of ride the waves a little bit of how that game went and never get too high or too low and kind of be able to, you know, bounce back from the deficits we were at and come out with a win was, I think, you know, huge well, that's kind of been the big talking point. You guys fell behind 14 nothing less than five minutes into that game. And uh, trust me, I, I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, wow, this could get out of hand real quick. But to your guys, yeah. to you and your teammates' credit, y'all battled back uh, from that 14-point deficit. And then also, you trailed by 10 points in the third quarter and battled back to, from that. So two double-digit deficits. Is that a kind of a is that a is that a game that you th- feel like you as a team can look back on now and say, hey, we're never out of it? Yeah, I think so for sure. Cause uh, kind of like you said, that could have gone South fast, you know, when it was three minutes in and we're already down 14, nothing. It's like, Oh man, this could be interesting. And, you know, then to be able to, you know, um, get the ball back and, uh, you know, score a touchdown and our defense gets a stop. We score again and, you know, it's like, okay, we're back in it just like that. We're back in this thing. And, uh, you know, I think it was. I think it was a big deal, and I think that being able to do that in the first half mm-hmm. uh, was big. Um, you know, because then it made it so we didn't panic when we got into that situation in the second half. And you know, it's like okay, we're down. It's like that's fine. A couple touchdowns, couple stops. That's all we need. And uh, and so I think uh, you know, just the belief that we had, you know, in each other that. You know, that we knew as an offense, like, okay, you know, maybe we had to punt on that drive. We know, hey, the defense has our backs, and they're going to get a stop here. We need to go score for them next time out. And sure enough, they get us a stop. We get out. We're able to go down and and score, you know. And, uh, you know, I think that was a big game for us to kind of go back and forth as offense and defense and special teams as well and be like, hey, look, we know that you'll have our back on this. You know, the defense made a big play. Max got a pick. Mm -hmm we score a touchdown the very next play, you know, like, okay, 
want to reward the defense for the great work that they're doing. And yeah, I think we need to put them in better positions a little bit too, but uh, you know, uh, I think that was definitely a huge game for us in terms of, you know, our, our trust in one another and, you know, our ability to stay poised and, um, you know, just keep chipping away. You talk about cashing in on those turnovers. You mentioned that the, the, you guys take that uh, interception from Max Tooley in the next play, Parker Kingston to the house for, for a touchdown like that. Is that talked about by you guys on offense? Like, hey, if the defense gets us a turnover, let's go cash it in right away. For sure. For sure. I mean, you got to capitalize on momentum. Uh-huh. And I think that's something that uh, Coach Pop, our uh, special teams coordinator, um, talks about all the time. Is like, look, when we make great special teams plays, we get momentum and put the offense in a great position or the defense in a great position. You know, it's complementary football. And the offense and the defense does, you know, the same thing. You know, I think uh, the most obvious example is maybe, you know, outside of like a major play like a turnover, you know, like everybody knows, like, okay, you know, like we, we, uh, um, you know, we got to go make something happen after the defense just made this great play for us. But it's even in the small things, too, where it's like the defense got a sack. We knew that if we put a little pressure on their punter, that maybe, you know, he, would, he wouldn't he would kick it as well. We did. He shanked it, punted for like 10 yards. We come out, 45-yard touchdown run by LJ on the very next play. Yeah. You know, that was, that was a great defensive stand and a great play on special teams that set that up, you know. And then it's like we had on – you know, when we started to kind of come back a little bit, we had a great kick return by Parker mm-hmm. that set us up inside or um, that set us up past the 40-yard line. You know, we were able to go down and score on that drive. And, you know, it's so like things like that, you know, you have to take advantage of kind of those game-changing moments. Now, I, I, I want to ask you, uh, so late in that game, BYU's pass rush was absolutely just making life miserable for Arkansas. And I'm not going to lie, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like singling out guys, but number 62, uh, he had just an absolute barn burner of a game, I guess is the kindest way to say it. He was every single time holding number 62, false start number 62. It just How miserable can that be as an offensive lineman when you seemingly can't get out of your own way? That's hard, you know, and as, I mean, as a fellow offensive lineman, do I have some sympathy for him? Maybe just a touch. Okay. Not really, you know, at the end of the day, because some of those, it's like, come on, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the and when they started to pile up, yeah. it's like, man, and I think uh, I think that poor guy was like, that's a, that's a, that was a captain on their team too. You know, it's like, yeah. that's a, that's a leader that, uh, um, you know, that's, that's, that's tough. That's tough. And, you know, I think, uh, it was that, that end of sequence that was very, you know, traditionally from what I know about coach Pittman and from Arkansas, that was very uncharacteristic of them mm-hmm. late in the game. They're typically a very strong, very disciplined team and, you know, to have, you know, so many holding calls, but I think that, you know, goes to show that our dudes were getting after those guys and getting after the quarterback. You know, our, our defense can be pretty dangerous, pretty lethal if we can get to the quarterback with four man rush. You know, that's uh, that's that's a pretty big deal. And so I think, uh, you know, slightest bit of sympathy as a fellow offensive lineman because I get it. Sometimes yeah. you just screw something up, but that many times in a row, like come on. <laughs> 
<laughs> your, your sympathy runs out at, at a point. I, I, I get that. Yeah. I, I, I can feel you on that. You talk about the defense getting after it. Uh, do you do you guys, as an offense, how would you grade your overall performance in that game? You put up 38 points. Uh, didn't necessarily have, I'm sure, the yardage totals you wanted to have. Time of possession, obviously, was pretty lopsided in favor of Arkansas. Sure. But how would you rate how the offense performed as a whole? I think pretty good. Pretty good because for a number of reasons. One, I think we did a great job of taking available yards. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we talked a lot about the field position a little yeah. bit earlier and how big of a role it played in that game. You know, we, we had we took a lot of the available yards. You know, when you're starting a lot of drives almost near the fifty, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's uh it's you're not gonna have a ton of yards, you know, even though you might be scoring a lot of points. You know, to think about it, I think we only had like 280-something yards yeah. of offense, and to think putting up 38 points with that many yards is kind of crazy when you think about it. But when you look at the whole game, it makes total sense because of our field position, you know, from the pick, from the kick returns, from the shanked punt, those field positions. You know, when you only have 50 yards to go, it's not that uh, it's not that challenging. And then, you know, Arkansas maybe had, had quite a few more yards than us, but – you think about how many penalty yards they had to make up. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, when, okay, yeah, they went 70 yards on this drive. Well, it's like, yeah, they went 10, then they went back 10, then they went 10 more, back 10 again, then they went 10 more, and all of those count towards positive yards for their plays. And so it's like overcoming those penalties, some of those drives might have been over 100 yards, <laughs> you know, because they had to overcome some of those penalties. And so it can look a little lopsided like that, uh-huh. you know, but I think, um, you know, obviously, I think we did a better job in the run game overall mm-hmm. um, because I think with the exception of there at the end, you know, we had a few. The sacks obviously hurt the the rushing totals and then those negative plays there at the end. Um, you know, that then we probably would have been over 100 yards rushing, probably well over it without some of those, those negative plays and the sacks. So I think we did better with that. I think we I think we need to do a better job establishing it consistently. Um, we haven't really had a drive this year like we have in years past, where it's we just pound it, yeah. where it's just between the tackles, play after play after play. Um, and you know, I think partially is you know that's taken what the quarterback get, or uh, what the defense gives us, or the quarterback taken what the defense gives us, and you know maybe throwing an RPO or something like that. That's part of it. But then I think also, you know taking advantage of, you know, when we got them to jump off sides there at the end of the game, that was a major, that was a major first down. It, uh, it forced them to use all three timeouts mm-hmm. on the next three plays. And, but then you look at those next couple plays, we could have pounded it and sealed the deal. We'll punch the thing in the end zone or at least get an easier field goal for Will. And instead we went backwards, you know, it's like crap like that. We have to fix that, you know, and, you know, and so, that ended up pushing the field goal to damn near 50 yards. And that's, you know, and Will barely missed it by like a foot. But, you know, like that could have been an easy kick if we had done our job. And so I think things like that, those are the type of things you look at and you're like, man, like, okay, we got to improve this. We got to improve here. So. Now, you did have a new running mate about halfway through that game. Lineup is alongside you at right tackle. I want to ask you about that. But before we do that, Connor, have you ever heard of our friends over at Bird Dogs by chance? Bird dogs. Yeah. 
I know it's, I don't, I know it's I don't believe I have. So bird dogs, what they are, Connor, is they make uh, both uh, shorts and pants, and the whole goal Ooh. is to make them the most comfortable pants you've ever owned. Let's just put it that way. Like, the, the whole tagline is okay. they're so comfortable you won't want to take them off. So let me just tell people about this real quick. They have stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Now, you are a sculpted human being being an offensive lineman. You don't have to worry about it. Oh, that. yes. Old, quite the figure. Old farts like me absolutely have to worry about this. This is why bird dogs exist. So uh, the best part is they do exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. And more importantly, they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. And they fix that issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice any of the movement. And the best part is they have anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. They are functional mm. for any occasion. Golf, date, out, out on the town for the night. They work in every circumstance. So all you got to do, my friends, is go to birddogs.com slash lockedoncollege and use the promo code lockedoncollege at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash lockedoncollege for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen today. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us here on the podcast. Uh, continuing on with Connor Pay, BYU team captain here. And uh, Connor, I uh, saw about just, uh, I think it was like one series into the second half, uh, the coaching staff, I don't know exactly what the circumstance was, but they inserted Braden Keim at right tackle in place of Caleb Etienne. So I wanted to uh, first off get your thoughts on how difficult can that be middle of a game, all of a sudden they're saying, hey, we're putting this other guy next to you at right tackle. Um, not, I think, uh, obviously there's differences between players and, you know, maybe how they do this or how they do that and like how a combo feels with one versus the other. Um, obviously there's differences, but I think in the game, you know, it's your, it's just like, we just got to win. We got to do our job. And so at that point, it's like, you don't think too much about it. It's like, okay, that's who we're rocking with. Let's roll. Let's go get the job done. And so, um, I didn't think about it too much, uh, also, just because, you know, they've kind of rotated in every game mm-hmm. so far this year. And so, like, it's to be expected, you know, at this point. And, uh, and so, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's less of a deal than if it was out of the blue, if okay. that makes sense. Because, yeah. like, even in practice, I get reps with both of them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that helps a little bit. Braden is a guy that I think we need to highlight his story more because this is a guy who was a six foot eight tight end in high school at Alta High. I remember when he showed up at BYU, somebody told me he weighed like 230 pounds and he's packed, that. It's, okay. I, I, well, you probably saw it firsthand, obviously. But he, he's in many ways transformed his body and has developed very, very nicely as a walk on with the football program. Can you, can you tell our listeners and just kind of explain the, the journey he's been on from your perspective? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I love Braden to death, and he's uh, one of my good buddies. And uh, yeah, his story is really interesting. Kind of coming in, you know, as uh, undersized, kind of walk on tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, with I think, if I remember right, I think they kind of knew that eventually he might end up on O line, or Got maybe it. he spent a year at tight end. I can't remember exactly because I was on my mission when okay. uh, when he came in for his first year, so I don't remember. I'd have to ask him if he played tight end that first spring ball or first season, or if they moved him to O-line right away, I'm pretty sure he played tight end for a little. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to come in and be like, Hey, you got to gain 80 pounds, you know, and, uh, you know, move to a position where you never even have the option to touch the football or do anything fun. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, 
I think, but you know, his his dad was a great offensive lineman too, a, a good buddy of mine and my dad's. They were teammates. Uh, but you know, and so I think the O line runs in his blood a little bit. So he knew what he was getting himself into. But yeah, but then they come out and you know when you're when you're that size, it just takes time. I think mm-hmm. Blake went through a similar process. Mm-hmm. Um, you watch that film from his freshman year and he'll be the first one to say it, or it's like, you watch that film when he had, when we had some injuries and Blake had to be thrown in as a freshman while he was still in that process of becoming an offensive lineman. You watch him and you're kind of like, Ugh. and uh, you know, and now a couple of years later, he's playing for the Colts and was a fourth round pick, you know? And so I think uh, in that sense, you know, Braden's had kind of a similar path where, uh, you know, it's just like every year getting a little bit better, a little bit better, and now uh, um, getting more chances to play now. So, yeah, I love that guy. I have a ton of respect for him. Well, that's awesome. I, I think it's, yeah, it's a cool story to see, just have seen him transform his body. But that's kind of, I guess, a credit to just to the walk-on program overall at BYU. We had a chance earlier this week at practice to talk to Tanner Wall, and he's now a starting safety for BYU. He's a guy who started out as a walk-on wide receiver. So it, there there are opportunities inside the BYU football program. We can probably discuss that another day. But uh, obviously you guys are headed out to uh, back out on the road this weekend. But this one has a different feel to it, Connor. It is Big 12 play. It's finally here. Uh, I guess – We'll start with that. How excited are you to have it uh, officially? The Big 12 uh, schedule is officially here. Well, we're really excited about it, you know, because it's like as much as uh, as much fun as the last few games have been, especially against Arkansas. You know, it's like we had to. It's one of the things we as leaders have been trying to kind of reiterate to the team is like, look, mm-hmm. that was the that was the preseason. <laughs> yeah, like this is the season starts now. Like our our real season. And so, um, you know, like, and in that sense, you know, it has to be, we have to practice harder. We have to practice more physical. We got to practice faster and you got to build it every week. Cause it's like, it's going to get harder and harder every single week. You know, you got, you got conference games for the next nine straight weeks, you know, 10 power fives in a row. And it's uh, you know, you have to, you have to prepare yourself for that physically and mentally in practice. And so I think we've had good intensity so far this week and just, people understanding the challenge is that Kansas is a good team. They're a good team. They're three and oh for a reason. And, uh, you know, that we're going to have our work cut out for us. And if we slack even a little bit, you know, they're going to take advantage of that. Now uh, we've got a listener question here and it comes from Tyler Reno on Twitter. And he asked this for Connor. What is the vibe in the locker room going into the first big 12 game? And he said, do you expect a lot of energy from the guys this week? Yeah, for sure. For sure, and I think uh, there's no sense in trying to run away from it or hide it. The fact, you know, that this is the first Big 12 game in school history, mm-hmm. and you know, you only, there's only one team and one game that you get to be a part of that. And yeah. you're, you know, in a very real way, we're going to be a part of BYU history forever in uh, in playing this game. And you know, I think that just, uh, you know, I think uh, it's motivating for the guys, and it has to be. You know, it has to be. You have to, you know, kind of kick things up a notch. Um, because of that, and so the vibe in the locker room is like we we understand the challenge, and we're excited. We're very excited for it, you know, because this is something we've wanted for years and years, and we finally get to be a part of it now. So everyone's excited. Everyone wants to go out and play the best they possibly can, and you know, to go out and uh, enter the Big Twelve, one and zero. 
Now, your dad, uh, the BYU coaches, they played in an era of BYU football that you that BYU wasn't a conference. To this point in your career, and there's nobody on this roster currently for BYU that has ever p- played a conference game. You as an, as an independent simply just didn't have a, a league play as part of this. Uh, is there any added, I guess, intrigue or whatever to know that hey this this counts like that we're part of a we're part of a conference title race yeah i think uh, i think everyone's excited about that because now you know um as an independent sometimes you know you lose one game and it's like oh my gosh there goes our entire chance to do anything special mm-hmm. you know this year because you know with independence, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. Um, where, you know, now we kind of get to go in week in and week out, see how the conference standings are moving um, and see where guys are at. And even if somewhere down the line you drop a game, you know, like, yeah, that sucks. And obviously you want to play better, but like there's, there's so much to play for every single week. And so I think that's an exciting element to it. And also, you know, we have guys on the team who have played in conferences and, and won conference championships, which has been, uh, which has been huge to kind of have their uh, their perspective and their maturity about it and their understanding of like, hey, we're going into conference play now, and uh, you know, this is where you make your money. Now, uh, I we got some listen, other listener questions we want to get to. We'll get to those in just a sure. moment. But uh, before we do that, I, I also wanted to ask you, is there any added, I guess, because um, you're going on the road twi- twice in two weeks, and that, that obviously can be, a, be, a, be an issue, obviously having to make the long trip to Arkansas, coming back home, and then headed back to Lawrence to take on Kansas. Does that affect you guys in any material material way, in your opinion? Um, I think a little bit. Um, mainly just because I think the only thing that really matters is, you know, how big is the time difference where you're playing, adjusting your sleep schedule, that, that type of thing. So, you know, we've, uh, um, at least hopefully everybody's doing it, but you know, the, like the sports science staff has asked us to go to bed early and wake up by 7 AM, 7 30 at the latest, just to get our body on that clock. Um, going into the game because if you if you're just sleeping on Utah time, sleeping until nine and stuff, then we have to go over to Kansas and wake up a little bit earlier for an afternoon game. It can really you know you may not have as much energy, um, and so I think that that's probably the biggest thing. The travel really isn't too bad. You know, you go, you know, I mean, where they treat us so good. You know what I mean? It's like if you, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand why people complain about traveling as like a college or even professional athlete. Like we're going to roll up to a private parking lot Uh in the Provo airport. We're going to get on a charter Delta flight (laughs) out of Provo with snack bags and sandwiches and all kinds of crap on our seats. (laughs) You know, we're going to fly for like two and a half hours or however long it takes to get to Kansas, three hours. Then we're going to get down. We're going to go to a nice hotel we're going to do a walkthrough, do whatever, sleep in a nice bed, and you wake up and play football the next day. Like, I don't think it's that bad. And, you know, and so it's like we did have to go to Salt Lake this last week, sure, which yeah. I will admit kind of sucked. Um, but just the just getting back at, like, 3 in the morning and then having an hour-long bus ride back to Provo, that kind of sucked a little bit. But even that, it's like, that's not the end of the world. And so I think uh, I think the time difference and just making sure you get your sleep so your clock's right and you have the energy for the game. I think that's the that's the more important thing and the thing that makes that can make a difference, you know, on a road trip. No, no doubt. All right. 
excuse me. We'll finish up this edition of uh, BYU Football with Connor Pay here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, we need to get a word in on our friends over at Jace Medical. Uh, what it is about Jace Medical is they want to help you guys out. Now, uh, Connor, I'm sure that uh, you growing up in Utah, you've heard a lot about like food storage and having an emergency fund and that type of stuff. Well, Jace, sure. Jace Case helps out with that quite a bit because what it is is obviously we're all worried about supply chain shortages, natural disasters, uh, travel issues, pandemics. The best part is Jace Case has got a five different antibiotics they can send to you in one case that you can have on hand at all times. All of us need something like this, it feels like, at some point. Uh, of course, Frank, one of their customers, said this. It was easy as one, two, three, and it came just in time. I received our package the same day I got a sinus infection. My doctor was out of town. I had no appointment available for days. Thank goodness it arrived to help me out quite a bit. Of course, with storms, shortages, pandemics, reliance on China, and supply chain issues, we all need to be prepared more now than ever. And Jace Medical is simple. You go online, fill out a form, and you get a prescription, life-saving medications delivered right to your door. The Jace case gives you peace of mind that you know that you're not having to hope that you have access to the medication you need in an emergency. They make sure you have it on hand. That's the best part about it. So save more than $360 on these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using the promo code Locked On at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Use the promo code Locked On. We're also brought to you today by one of our great local sponsors over at UCCU. Now, of course, UCCU has got a really cool new feature. They pay your entire family to learn about money. We all are obviously trying to be smart with our money, but they have what they uh, new financial topics broken down into bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia, and every time a family member completes a topic, they earn points that accrue and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and many, many more. There's age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against one another and track your progress on leaderboards. The best part is it's available inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so you can play at any time, anywhere, and the more you play, the more you learn, and of course, the more you learn, the more you earn. It's simple as that. Learn and earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. It's all courtesy of your friends at UCCU. Love where you bank. All right, continuing on now with Connor Pay, and just a quick reminder, coming up on Friday, we have a new show here on the Locked On College channel called Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. It's live each Friday morning from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Mountain Time on our YouTube channel. It's across all of the Locked On College YouTube channels. It's a really fun product they put out every single Friday. All right. Connor, uh, you and I are recording this a, a day later than we typically record it. I'm pulling back the curtain a little bit. It's because I yep. was unavailable because I went to a WWE show. I went to see WWE, w- baby. I went to go see Monday Night Raw. Now, I, I was sitting there, and I have to say, the the feeling I got because it's a live it's a live program. Obviously, it's on USA Network on cable TV, I, and it felt in many ways it's a three hour long show, Connor. And I got some really really like weird vibes about this being very comparable to a football game for a fan because hmm. we would go there, and of course, the action with the the wrestling matches and everything, and the promos being cut and all that stuff is going on. But then when they go to commercial, there's downtime. It, 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 in so many ways, it felt like a football game where you go to a TV timeout, and as a fan, you're just kind of just oh, da, 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 hanging out, and then it comes back on, and you're right back into it. Uh, it was really, it was, it's kind of crazy, and I'd never been to one before, and it was a pretty, fasc- pretty fascinating experience, but it brought me to this question. I pondered this as I was watching that. 
There's a lot of former college football players who have made the transition to WWE and being professional wrestlers. Uh, you can go through the list, the history of wrestling, and there are hundreds, if not thousands, of them who have done this. So my question for you, Connor, this is my personal question. If there were a teammate both current or uh, in the past that you have had that you think could be a WWE superstar, who might it be? Because I have one guy in my mind. I wonder if it's the same guy I'm thinking of that you have. A WWE superstar. They got. Oh, they got to have personality. Got to be athletic. Obviously. Yeah, you got to have the personality for it. Yeah. You can't look like crap because that doesn't sell. No, no. <laughs> um. So all the fat guys are crossed off the list. Not well, not necessarily because they had Bronson Reed, who was a legit 330 pounder that was out there, and he he went off the top rope. It was it was phenomenal. But he looks him. good, though. He looks good. Oh, he's he's a well put together man. I'll, I'll tell you that yeah. much. If he's not a former so offensive, all the crappy looking guy, okay, all fair the enough. crappy looking fat guys on the team. Fair enough. Okay. So I have one guy. I don't think it'll be the same as yours, but I just thought of this because okay. his personality is hilarious, uh-huh. and I think he would jump right into this. Okay. Simi Moala. Ooh, Simi Moala. I think Simi would do it. A, because he's huge. He's sure. 6'8", 300 and whatever pounds, and he's hilarious. Okay. His, I think his personality would fit that, and he would be so funny in WWE. Now, that is an interesting one. I have not been able to get to know yeah. Simi all that well. Obviously, he's a guy who yeah. played at Utah, and uh, obviously spent some time out of football last year. But interesting to hear that. Now, mine comes, it's more of a blast from the past, and it's a guy that I've thought about in the past when I've thought about this t- topic, uh, Connor. But the guy I had in mind, Brackenell Bakery. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. He, 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 he's always had that personality. He was such a fun dude to talk to during his time at BYU. Uh, you mentioned the fact that he's a, he's a pretty well-put-together dude. He's an outdoorsman. He, is, yeah. he could play into that whole thing because you, you and I both know that he the outdoors is where he is like thrives, it feels like. And That's where he's at. So uh, he was the guy. That's a good one. That's a good one. He was the guy I thought of. So uh, good to hear. See me wall. I'm have to have. I need to get a chance to actually talk <laughs> to him, and uh, we'll I'll have to report back on uh, my, my my interaction with him on that. All right, a yeah. uh, couple more questions for you, and these are kind of the philosophical yeah. weird ones that come in, Connor. And the first one that came in, it came in on YouTube oh. from our good friend CJ Real Hoops, and he's of course he's on Twitter as well. And he asked this question, and the start of the question had me all kinds of concern, but when it finished, I was kind of I was both chuckling and miffed at the same time time but here's the question for you if you okay. drop the soap is the soap dirty or is the ground clean the ground's clean okay fair enough i i, I like that now we had a similar one come in via email and it came in uh, via kylie and uh, she said i need you to ask connor this is a hot dog a sandwich no okay Fair enough. All right. What 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 makes it not a sandwich in your mind? Because I I, in my, in I agree mind, with you. Sandwich by the way. is the sandwich is two separate pieces of bread mm-hmm. that are put together. A hot dog, it's one piece of bread. Okay. It has a slit cut in it that you happen to put something in. I then see you and I are of a like mind. That's actually how what I consider it to be because I've always had the sandwich. People are like, well, you can cut it and make it. I'm like, no, you got to have the two separate pieces of bread in my mind. For yeah, it to be that. that's that's how I view it. Okay, fair enough. I like that. We're, all, we're of, of similar mind. Now, uh, <laughs> the, the other thing I've got for you is with regards uh, to uh, when you're on the road. I, I talked with Clark last year. Clark Barrington, obviously, he was on this podcast, and you mentioned earlier about how you guys are so well taken care of when it goes on these road trips. Clark told me that. 
they gave him so much food, it felt like, on road trips, especially on the flights to and from the game. He said he never finished the food. So uh, my question to you, Connor, are you a dude that can no. finish it all? Heck no. Okay. I would not be able to play the game if I ate everything that they gave us. Okay. I would be down for the count. It must be so fun to be one of those freaking administrators <laughs> that, you know, like, I don't know. Which, I mean, <laughs> this is passion. It was bad. I should have said that. I love our administrators. Yes. Right? I love our administrators. But like, there's sometimes there's dudes we've never even seen before. Okay. I have no idea if they have anything to do with BYU football. They're just in our athletic department or something. Okay. And they're sitting in the front row in first class with us, just munching on all these snacks. Like, how nice would it be to just have to go there and not really have any responsibilities to play? Uh-huh. You could just freaking go to town on all the free stuff. Like man, that must be nice. That's a that's a nice life right there. Well, but, hey, yeah. after you go and make your millions in the NFL, Connor, you come you come right back and you become that <laughs> administrator, right? That's the plan. Uh, that's the plan. No doubt. Well, that's uh, fine. I like those fan questions, man. Those crack me up. Uh, trust me, I'll continue to solicit them. Uh, so, if any of you out there watching and or listening to this have questions, drop them in the YouTube comments below. Yeah, fire away. Um, try to answer them all. You can uh, DM me on Twitter. Drop us a tweet uh, or a zeet or whatever or on X, whatever they call it, stupid website anymore. Uh, don't DM me. I yeah. won't look at okay, it or well, respond to it. DM, so me. Don't DM me. I'll check it DM out. Jake. Uh, you can send them. Yeah, send them to us on X, and of course, we'll hit them up each week. But Connor. Connor, I want to say best of luck to you against Kansas you. this week, and obviously we'll reconvene next week and uh, talk about your first Big 12 game. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Jake. It's a lot of fun. That's Connor Pay. I'm Jay Catch. Of course, thanks to all of you for being everydayers with us right here on the podcast, and thank you once again for making it your first listen of the day. Of course, have a great rest of your Wednesday whenever you hear and or watch this. Please continue to subscribe, rate, and review the show as well. And, of course, we'll catch you guys again tomorrow right here on Locked on Cougars.